Yo, 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 what up, man? It's Woody Jackie Demix. Welcome to another episode of Off the Record Podcast. Today, what day is it today? Today is Monday, November 29th. I can't believe it's almost goddamn December. I gotta start doing Christmas shopping. But anyway, the Thanksgiving holidays, I hope you guys enjoyed it, spent it with family. I definitely sure did. Okay, you know, um, listen, I just forgot what Thanksgiving was. Like, this was pretty much, this was my first normal Thanksgiving for a while. Um, in the last couple of years, like, my family was been, like, so paranoid about the COVID stuff. Like, we stopped linking up. It was about, like, it was like a cookout. Nigga, come grab a plate and stay the fuck away. Matter of fact, we gonna leave your plate in the hallway, okay? Nobody wanted to see nobody. There was no more family, no more camaraderie. You know, I think that really went into, you know, we're watching things kind of open up and people acting out. People don't really know how to act in certain social settings. But, like, to be honest with you, Thanksgiving was very interesting this year for me. You know, um, again, we're finally together as a family, which we haven't been for damn near two years. And some of the things and some of the, you know, what used to be annoying was actually very tolerable this time around. You know what I mean? Again, we take a lot of things for granted. And it takes things like the pandemic to make us realize how much we miss you know, our mama arguing with our auntie, arguing with their brother about some stuff that we ain't got no business in. And also just, like, dipping off, you know, like, mid-dinner or after dinner just with, with your cousins just to, like, talk about, you know, what they got going on or play video games or watch the football games. So, you know, there's some normalcy that I think is coming back. You know, um, I didn't do no fucking Black Friday shopping. I think Black Friday shopping is dead, to keep it real. Um, I don't know who may have did, but the long time ways of like lining up outside of stores, unless you're getting Jordans or some other sneaker, I don't know why you would do that. I think Black Friday and quote unquote Cyber Monday is almost the same thing. And I think, I don't even think people go by the days no more. I think sales are just available as soon as like that weekend happens. So like, why the hell would you line up to go rush a store? I didn't even see those, those videos. They used to be, Every day, or actually the whole Black Friday, used to be a documentation of people fighting over TVs, people fighting over appliances for the household because they're, like, dirt cheap, people getting into it, people getting trampled, like a Travis Scott concert. We ain't seen none of that this year. So, again, I think times are just changing. But the, the, the only thing I can say I'm thankful for is that we actually had a normal, you know, family get together and you know it came thanksgiving 2021 at least for me you guys let me know what it is for y'all but i can't really even start this podcast without um acknowledging the passing of another one of the people who you know is very quite influential in the culture i want to say um rest in peace to my man virgil abloh um some of you guys might know him as a creator of off-white you know, he was a fashion designer that worked for, was it LVMH? I believe that's that's the um, abbreviation for, you know, the company that owns, um, like, Louis Vuitton and other brands, okay? However, you know, he passed away, and a lot of people were shocked because he didn't really reveal to the world that he had a condition. You know, he passed away, and I got to get this right. I actually wrote it down here. He passed away from cancer and the cancer was called cardiac sarcomas, okay? Now, the definition, because I was looking into it, you know, yo, you feel the more, the most, you know, uh, mortal and the most, like, you know, like, this is selfish nature in human. Number one, when you hear about someone dying, you have a little empathy for them and, of course, their family, but you also think about yourself, especially when it's not violent. You start thinking about your own health and things that you may have not thought about, 
you know, um, allegedly he was aware of this stuff, but um, he died of a cancer that's kind of rare. You know, I was looking into this junk and it said, yo, uh, cardiac sarcomas are most often a type of sarcoma, which apparently sarcoma is a type of cancer, right? Called angiosarcoma. Most angiosarcoma occur up in the right chamber of the heart and the tumor blocks blood flow in and out of the chamber. This blockage might cause symptoms like chest pain, swelling of the feet, legs, ankles, or belly. Now, you know, it's like one of those WebMD type of things where as soon as you see these side effects or these symptoms, you automatically start thinking like, what the hell? Like, damn, have I had some chest pain? Uh, Have I seen something swell up? So, you know, uh, again, we all face our own mortality, unfortunately, while reflecting on someone else's death. But I I definitely want to say, you know, rest in peace to Virgil Abloh, and I send my prayers and well wishes to his family. I've seen the internet sentiment about him passing. It was very different from what I saw a couple months ago when people were mad at him for, you know, donating I don't know, what was it, like 70? I can't remember how much. They felt like he should have donated more to a cause. And people were doing, of course, what people do best, pocket watch. And it turned into almost a bullying tactic. You know, like what should have been a great thing that he decided to raise awareness for for an organization or a cause that he himself was down to donate his own money. People started to... um, they'd start vilifying him saying, nigga, why you ain't donate more? I saw people swearing that they would never wear shoes. I started, started hearing people come out with these stories about, oh, he's a, he's a, a design thief and he's not original. I seen people slander his name all in the space of a few days because they didn't like the amount that he donated. And again, that wasn't the full story. By the way, he told the full story, which, you know, he did do a lot even more than what was represented, but it, people only went off what they saw. So, you know, as he's been dealing with this over the last couple of years, I thought it was phenomenal that, you know, he's never used it as a crutch to get out of roastings or people, like, turning their back on him or people feeling like he's whatever, whatever. He dealt with it silently, similarly to, uh, uh, um, what's my man's name, uh, Tadwick Bozeman. You know, um, he most famously played on um, Black Panther. Like, nobody knew that he was going through some things. They dealt with it privately. But we all got to think about, like, man, as a society and the type of people we are, the amount of people who I see, they're like, oh, my God, I'm so saddened by his passing, and everybody's, like, looking to buy off-white now. And obviously some people are looking for, like, selfish reasons. They're like, well, uh, you know, everybody's going to be wanting them, so it's going to go up in demand. Those people, they're playing, like, the stock market. But others, other people, they're looking at, like, man, this is fucked up. I only ask because, you know, as someone who's in the public eye, you know, we all go through this. Where you feel people just, it's just your time for people to just turn their backs on you. Where were all y'all with the compassion when he donated whatever he, he, he did at that time? Where were the compassion to say, hey, maybe, hey, maybe he got some other stuff going on. Like, hey, maybe we shouldn't get on him or ridicule him or say certain things about him because, you know, he's a human too. He might have other things that's more pertinent or important in in his life. Nobody cared. Everybody was just roasting him. But, of course, he passed away now. Everybody's like, oh, my God, this is so crazy. This is sad. You know, it's one of those things I heard somebody say this. is like so many motherfuckers is down to, you know, wish rest in peace 
But while you're living, they give you nothing but hell. Think about it. When he was alive, y'all basically like ran this guy into a hole that he didn't even want to deal with the public to a certain extent because he was trying to do good and people just saw his efforts of doing good as being bad, being mean, being malicious, being selfish. But as soon as he passes away, it's now, okay, all right, rest in peace. This is so sad. You know, uh, oftentimes I realize that people just, they take shit for granted. And, you know, um, who knows how his last and final days or months or even years were. But all I know is from a public perception, when I'm seeing how people treated him, how the jokes manifested and everybody had something to say or whatever, I look at the same people saying, R.I.P. You probably helped torture him while he was here. He was going through it. You ain't care. But now you care because it's an easy, clickable thing, and it's the mantra that everybody in the mob is going with. Rest in peace, right? Again, I send my prayers to um, 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 the family of Virgil Abloh, um, his associates, his you know, fans, the people who actually cared about him in some capacity. And I hope, you know, they find some peace within this time. Okay? Again, yo, this year I feel like there's this random, and, and it, it's just so many people who have some type of fame. And by the way, death doesn't have a particular call in like, hey, we could only, you know, we could only um, get this amount of famous people this year. But it feels like a lot of people who we know or who we may have not known about certain issues with them, they're losing their lives this year, and we're seeing them transition. So, you know, again, um, not only do we send our sympathy and empathy um, for those families and and we wish everyone, you know, deal with that hurt and, and trauma in their own way, but I think it's also a constant reminder, especially us as black folks, to kind of be very cognizant about, you know, just your health, you know, and, you know, early prevention and catching something early could definitely, you know, if not save you, give you a couple of years on your life. You know, uh, not to go back into the Virgil Abloh thing, but, Apparently, he was aware of this. So, you know, he was trying to get it treated. He was trying to, you know, move around and operate in the best way to, you know, sustain his life. And uh, unfortunately, it's a really deadly disease that he eventually succumbed to. But we, we have to be very cognizant, especially black, brown people, people of color, like, of our health. I think that's one thing we should definitely take for granted. Um, not to really kind of mess up that somber mood a little bit, and kind of go into um, something a little bit silly, you know. And by the way, forgive me. It's, it's, it's the Monday after Thanksgiving, Black Friday. It's technically Cyber Monday, right? But on Instagram, for the first time, I feel like people kind of dipped off Instagram and they started spending some real time with their families. And you could tell Instagram was super dry. There wasn't much going on. And if you were thinking about what was really going on, um, it's pretty much two things. Like, um, number one, well, first of all, uh, you know, I, I, w- I want to also send, it, because it relates to the last thing I was talking about, I want to send my, you know, appreciation to my guy, YK Osiris. You know, I think he was even going through a tough time this week because I think he's usually up for all the jokes people have about him, and he's usually good with being the butt of the joke. But, you know, recently, you know, after he showed that he bought some earrings that were like 325000 which, by the way, I just that's a fucking dumbass um, purchase. So I'm not excusing him for that. 
But, you know, um, he shared that, and I think it was all in supposed to be in good fun, and we could obviously ridicule that if we want. But a lot of people turned that into a very, you know, very cannibalistic type of moment where everyone was trying to get at him, like, well, nigga, if you did this, first of all, we could get it cheaper, but it, that wasn't even a thing. Everybody started saying he owed them money. Boosie says he owes him $1,200. Baby apparently was in some icebox vlog saying that he owes him, like, um, five grand or whatever the case is. And what quickly was a joke that he was very comfortable with and he was a part of, we started seeing some dark imagery and some dark messaging from him. He's like, yo, I don't want to be here anymore. Let's see how y'all be laughing if I'm not here. And it's one of those things you got to, like, take, like, super lightly because these days, like, I'm going to be honest with you, you don't know who playing and who's serious. Like, I've seen some of y'all had much to say about, like, whatever with me and McConan. Honestly, like, regardless of young boy even um, – making that call to me or whatever the case is. Like, man, I, I saw this dude hop off social media. I don't know how that was for. You know, like, when, even after, like, I apologized and I seen, like, his team reach out and they were like, yo, we appreciate that. I was like, man, maybe my words really did make this guy feel a certain type of way. And at that point, I was worried about his well-being. That's why, like, you know, he's kind of, like, said some stuff afterwards, but I have no interest in, 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 in you know, continuing that because, again, and it's not it's not a reflection of if you're strong-minded or not. When I think about just myself in general, like, I'm not trying to have people, you know, like, I'm cracking jokes. I'm usually responding to people who say stuff about me and, hey, you got some jokes, I got some jokes too. I don't want you to go hurt yourself or some, uh, something of the, the sort. And I would imagine most people who are cracking jokes at the expense of YK Osiris don't want that either. So, like, you know, it's, it's a super thin line between the person who's being laughed at, like they're they're cool with it because they feel like they're in they're on the inside of that joke, and then all of a sudden they feel like yo, man, like these people only only laugh at my despair. They laugh at you know uh, the unfortunate things that happen to me, and I definitely look at that and I say, um, even me, I'm more mindful of it. So you know, YK Osiris, I love cracking jokes with him. By the way, I invited him up here to the podcast. I love cracking jokes with him, but I don't know if he was really going through some shit. These days, we just don't know. You know what I mean? And again, after watching the Virgil thing and seeing how people were just so quick to say this and crack any joke about him, I'm pretty sure his, like, during that time, he was going through some shit. He didn't reveal it because he didn't, probably also didn't want to come across seeming a little bit weak. But we as a whole, you know, as a society, sometimes we treat the internet like it's like, it's like, it's like the cafeteria. It's like school lunch. Like, everybody just circles around one person, bullies them all the way into whatever. And at times, you know, people feel like it's necessary, but it does get too far. You know what I mean? There's a time you can laugh at somebody. And this has come from somebody who I think I've got thick skin. I, you know, people have said the worst things about me online. You know, I ain't never hear nobody say, Ack, are you? Well, actually, I've heard a couple of rappers have hit me up like, Ack, how's your mental health? Like, are you good? Like, and, and it's usually, like, I'm really shocked. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, even most recently... When my Instagram was deleted, y'all won't believe this. Brittany Renner hit me up. And she was like, yo, act. I'm hitting you up to kind of like, I know how much that is a part of your business. And I know also how much work you put into getting to that point with that Instagram. For it to be taken away from that, from you like that. And yeah, it, obviously she probably seen a few haters or whatever, like celebrating like, yeah, we got them. But she had that compassion to say, let me just check on you to make sure you're fine. You know, I think those individuals are, are really dope. You know, and that's one of the reasons I, I really don't be having nothing bad to say about Brittany Renner. Like, we, like, we'll laugh about certain shit, but I actually fuck with her just for her as a person. 
similarly, like Lil Yachty. Lil Yachty's kind of the same thing, too. You know, Yachty's hit me up at times when I've seen everybody. Like, you know when the internet kind of feel like they see blood? They're like, okay, we got him. He's down bad. Let's everybody get off a joke. Let everybody go tell some story about, oh, Ak is a bad guy because it is. And Yachty was just one of those people who, like, you know, maybe he's just kind of also familiar because he's been in that position a lot. Yo, he'll hit me and be like, yo, Ak, yo, listen, man. Hope you hope everything's good with you. This is one of those things, you know, you go through it, but trust me, you know, people like me, I fuck with you. Yo, that means a lot. So, again, um, I want to send, you know, um, some love out here to YK Osiris and also just a reminder to people to be a little cognizant, man, because when you see the past of somebody like Virgil, you really don't know when you're cracking the jokes at other times what they're really going through. Anyway, um, other than that, that was going on, man. Um, I think my prediction came through, Leaf. Came through. Didn't I tell you, man? These chicks out here didn't do anything, but yo, how the fuck? So yesterday, and by the way, I was one of the first people to catch it. Sweetie post up a picture in her little icy girl photo dump, right? I guess like a photo dump is when you just post all the pictures with, that you've taken in the week or pictures that you're probably uncertain about posting, right? One of the pictures included her sitting on some niggas, niggas um like lap. Now. Obviously, we're not fucking idiots. We know she did this with a purpose. She knew someone was going to find this out. You are a popular celebrity that if you're trying to have a quote-unquote sneaky link, you ain't fucking posting them up, knowing that people are going to match the date, time, who you were with, what they were wearing. like, And exactly that's what happened. So people found out that Sweetie was kicking it with little Baby. Lil Baby had posted up something in a very similar outfit to the person who she was sitting on, on his lap. And Lil Baby essentially was like, I guess it's around the time people thought he spent a hundred fucking thousand dollars on her. A uh, hundred thousand. Yeah, I can't even believe it. It's a hundred thousand dollars. Now, again, you know, I would have my regular objections, but I broke. I'm super broke when it comes to like Lil Baby. I still can't believe spending a hundred thousand dollars on somebody that's not even your girlfriend. You get what I mean? Like $100,000, but but again, who knows? Somebody had to remind me because everybody kept saying, check on James Harden, check on James Harden. I got to, I had to be reminded that James Harden, allegedly, which I think this was Cap. This was Cap. I believe it was Cap. James Harden allegedly offered her like $100,000 to go on a date. Now, I think this was Cap because I seen 50 posts he was having fun with. I think this was Cap. But regardless... Sweetie got all these niggas in the palm of her hand. She's doing whatever she wants. She's having it her way. And I looked at the entire thing, and I'm like, number one, Sweetie knows what she's doing. Sweetie's a petty chick. You only post that up if you want to get Quavo in his feelings. And by the way, I, the, the ramification of that, I don't, this is one thing I don't, I don't know why women don't hold other women accountable. Like, I keep saying, and by the way, this is all allegedly, who knows what was really going on. But motherfucker, like, think about it. Lil Baby wasn't seen eye to eye with Amigos. There's a video allegedly of, 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 of Offset getting into it with the faux PF guys and shit went a little bit left, this and third. We heard there's a lot of floating rumors about that. So there was supposedly some issue. Now, I'm going to be honest, and this is why I give it up to P. My man P is so great at what he does. P made it a situation where these motherfuckers, despite whatever issue they got, they ain't fucking up the bag. Y'all went to that TikTok versus YouTuber fight. It was in, like, Florida, right? This is why everybody think they're good. they got problems. I even made a bet with someone. I said, no way they both perform in the same building. These niggas, 
They're beefing, I think. They performed. Now, they ain't had no interaction with each other. Now, and by the way, they, they came out one after the other. But they performed. I seen P there. I talked to P. I said, damn, P, you're doing a good job. He said, listen, man, it's a lot going on here. I have a lot to manage. But he confirmed, and, and we didn't talk about any beef, me and him. But, but he confirmed, like, yo, listen, I'm going to make it happen. But I looked at that, and I said, damn. Since when are rappers, like, so, you know, financially intelligent to realize that despite emotionally what you might want to do, you should probably chill the fuck out because you're going to fuck up the bag. And also, the bag is going to be bigger if you don't do anything because both both of you guys can leverage off of each other. That's a business play. So I was shocked when I saw that shit. I'm like, oh, shit, this is cool right here. Nevertheless, they're not that cool. Okay, they're not dumb enough to throw like throw their careers away or fuck up the bag, but there were some issues there, allegedly. My whole thing is this. If Saweetie was with Quavo for two, three years, and this is where I ask any woman who's listened to it, if you with a nigga and you really claim you run for a nigga, right? If that nigga got some ops or got some enemies or got a problem with someone, don't you kind of inherit them as well. And I'm not saying you inherit them like, yo, when I see when I see my man's this, I'm going to do this. But you kind of feel the same way. You got to remember, these issues could sometimes be violent. If you with person A and person B don't like person A and you're always rolling with person A, by default, if person B want to do something to person A, you could get hurt. You would want to either stay out the way or stay the fuck away from person B if you have been cooling with person A, if you ask me. So I'm over here fucking shocked. Why the fuck is Saweetie, Saweetie with motherfucking little Baby? Now, of course, this is like a shade room-like reality show meant to happen, right? Because if you don't know, little Baby was dating, and like I believe it's Baby Mama too, this girl named Jada, right? And this is when it gets exposed to be ridiculous, but also it's so typical to the industry. So last night everybody sees the picture. They connected because they connected to Lil Baby because he got a picture in the same thing showing off his drip. You know what I mean? The jewelry, the jewelry, the jewelry. Got you. And while all of that is happening, right? Everybody starts looking at like Quavo, like, what, what you finna do? Also, people looking at Jada, which is Lil Baby's ex, like, what you finna do? First of all, Quavo says, Listen, I ain't tripping. We can swap it out. Which is kind of like an industry thing. Like, you know, everybody dates. It's, it's like musical chairs with bitches. Like, it's, everybody dates each other girls. Okay, you got her now? I bet. And when the music starts out, again, I'm going to get in that seat. That, that's just how it goes. Unfortunately, but that's how it goes. So, all of that is happening. Right? And even uh, Lil Baby's baby mama, she's, like, liking a little shady post. But I, I really just wonder, like, what the fuck is going on in Hollywood? Because I just don't think that's some regular shit. Now, I'm not saying people in a hood or whoever in whatever vicinity don't date or won't fuck with their ex's op or whatever the case is, but come on. Like, sweetie looks like a bird. You got to keep it honest. She looks like a bird. Quavo looks a little pressed and a little baby. I just don't know what little baby doing. Maybe he's doing it for, like, some inspiration for music. I just don't know what he's doing. But he could be doing some Drake shit, some petty shit. All right, nigga? Yeah, I beef wasn't really squashed, but I really got at you now because I got your ex. Maybe that's the case. Just a little bit confusing to me. 
And I see, like, you know, people react to it differently. Dudes were shocked that, you know what I mean, she would go fuck with her exes, a nigga her ex had issues with. And women are usually like, okay, she can do what she want. Like, there's no fucking loyalty. So I'm always shocked when women, women try to preach loyalty, but then when it comes to, like, situations like this, it's like, oh, well, we're not together. I can fuck anybody I want. Come on, man. You got to have some type of, some type of, you know, thing about yourself to be like, nah, I'm good. But anyway, such is life, man, and such is the industry, okay? It, for some reason, it looked like when it comes to all these, like, celebrities, there's only a list of, like, 15 eligible women who they can fuck with. I don't know. Anyway. Um, I, I also did want to touch on, because this actually happened today, but... And let me actually backtrack. Because when it comes to this baby thing, right? I don't know why the baby was tweeted like that. He tweeted like he was upset. Yeah, that's one of the, one, one of the things I, I, I'm realizing with the baby. Well, not the, not the baby. I mean, little baby. Little baby has to get better at rolling with the punches for the internet. It's what's made you successful. You marketed your, like, I hate when rappers act like, yo, their relationship just been some private shit. Like, y'all market it. Like, nigga, you're rapping about her. You're name dropping her. You're posting her up on the gram every 20 seconds. Like, you're marketing your relationship. It, it's kind of disingenuous for a rapper or anybody else to come back later and be like, oh, my relationship is my business. No, it's not. You've made everybody businesses. Everybody on the shade room's business now. But I've seen a little baby react to the clear picture of what people seen, and little baby was like, yo, these chicks do it. He said, these bitches do anything for clout. And he was basically almost kind of like seeming upset that that picture came out. I was a little bit shocked. Because, baby, you knew what she was doing. She was sitting on your lap. She took a picture. You knew she was finna post it. I don't know why celebrities act so like, you know, they act like either they're above the fray or they can't believe what if they weren't a celebrity, they would completely understand. Y'all have been marketing your relationship for goddamn years. Half of your songs is all about tricking. We heard a story about you tricking. Then we thought it was Sweetie. Then we seen a picture that confirmed you were with Sweetie. Of course people are going to talk about it, dog. Like you know what it is. It adds to the clicks. It adds to the name. It adds to everything. And he's a phenomenal rapper. But Lil Baby, is, is when people think about Lil Baby, you think about a lot more than rap. You actually feel like you know him because that's how much of his life, his actual personal life you have seen, not just heard, you've seen through Instagram and other things. So I don't know why he was upset. Unless he's mad at Sweetie, which if he's mad at Sweetie, I don't even think he's mad at Sweetie for that. You know what probably happened? His real girl is baby mama, Jada. Probably hit him up like, you know when girls do this. Oh, word, that's what you're doing now? You don't have me looking like a clown out here? Word? That's what you do? And of course, he got to get on Twitter and cap it out. Like, man, I ain't tell that chick to post that this and third. But listen, we as men, we understand. We understand that you had a problem with it. She not no cloud chaser. You knew she was going to post the shit. You ain't take a picture with her in private. You knew she was going to post it. But now when you're a real girl, or the girl we know, it's one of those on and off things. We know we're going to end up with her, right? When she hits you up and she be like, nigga, what? oh, that's what you're doing. You got to act like you ain't had no parts. Come on, man. We all know the game. But anyway, um, for, for any celebrity, if you market your relationship, you, you got to realize you're inviting people to give comments, to clown, to rid ridicule, to expect things from you because you've now opened up your relationship and your, 
your your family or household to the world. It just is what it is. Now, I remember when we talked about this before. We were talking about uh, even the situation with Danny Lay, and um, you know, one, like I've had like just so many conversations with women about like this Danny Lay thing, and I was just saying this right. First of all, I give I'm giving advice to any woman right now watching. If you live with a dude, or if you're forfeited like your your pad or you were living with your mom, you moved out to go live with a dude. I always tell any woman this. Number one, you should have some type of income. Or maybe you just have savings. But you got to do this. Make sure you're paying at least one bill. It's like preferably por- a portion of the rent. But if you can't do that, motherfucker, pay at least the internet bill. Real talk. Pay some bill. You know what that does? It's a psychological thing. When you live with a nigga and you don't pay nothing, a nigga, he doesn't look at you as y'all are living together. He looks at you like you're staying with him. So this is why we see with Danny Lay, and I don't know how long she was at the baby's crib, when that nigga was tired of her, he said, yo, you got to go. We just seen this happen again. There's actually a video that came out. So Blueface got this artist. Her name is Chris Sean Rock. Very complicated name, but it's, her art, it's his artist. She was on one of his, like, Blue Girls Club little reality series, and you know, um, some people think they fucking, I don't know. You know, she's, she, some of y'all might know she, she's missing a tooth or something like that. She rides hard for him. She got his name tatted a couple times. I think it's fair to assume that they're fucking. Okay? If you get signed to, well, niggas do this all the time, though. A nigga gets signed to another nigga, and he tattoos the other nigga's name. Maybe they're not fucking. Regardless, she tattoos his name. I was going to draw the assumption that they're fucking. But he was working with her. He was promoting her. He was bringing her around this and third. He'd be having his own drama. I don't want to sound like the shade room, like his baby mama. Like all type of stuff. I don't want to get too much into that. Regardless, and this is why it's kind of public and hip-hop. Because it relates to the Danny Lay thing. Keep in mind, I don't even know if she's from L.A., but she was staying at Blueface's spot in L.A. Now, anytime I've had these conversations, because like I was having conversations about the Danny Lay thing, right? Everybody said, you know why the baby, these are women. I'm giving you the perspective of women. They said the baby was wrong because, and they would bring in some things that are so, like, non-tangible. Well, she just had his, she just was pregnant for nine months with his baby. She just had his baby, this and third and whatever, whatever. Like, he can't just kick her out. So I said to them, I said, well, uh, I don't, here's the thing. I'm watching that video. It's not that he was kicking her out abruptly. I don't think she was trying to leave. She was trying to say, nigga, we going to work. You know what them chicks be like, we going to work it out, but I'm not going nowhere. Seemed like that's the type of time she was on, if you ask me. So I'm watching this shit, right? But then I also say to the female who I'm talking to, and I'm trying to give, give some reasons why the baby was within his right to kick her out. I said, well, what do you suggest the baby do when, if I'm believing what he says, he says she was trying to have a plot to ruin his career. What is that? What, what could that mean? I don't know. Maybe she said, "I, right, you know what? You, you kicked me out of a lot that you did this to me. If you, if you tell me to leave, like, you know what I mean? So he said he would start recording for his own safety. I agree with that. You got to record because, again, in, in all these situations, the police are showing up. But nobody going to jail. You know why? It's the woman that's getting the cops called on her. Let the woman call a cop on a nigga. They're leading with handcuffs. 
So of course, as a dude, you got to choose and and, and I, like you know the ridiculousness of women. They were like, "Well, why couldn't he wait till the next?" If she was hitting you earlier, as he was claimed, he claimed that she was being physical earlier. If she was beating your ass earlier, why the hell you want to be in a, in a house with her for a whole night? Fuck no. But of course, nobody with too much estrogen would agree with that. Anyway, this particular situation, and leave, pull up this clip. You got to pull up this motherfucker. So um, this is a clip of Blueface's artist, Chris Sean Rock. She's been told to leave Blueface's house. Now, there's a little bit, and I don't know if you're going to catch it in this, so I'm going to, I might not pause it too much, but I'm going to tell you what the hell um, um, some of the keywords are, because WAC 100 is there. If you don't know, WAC 100 signs Blueface and also manages it. WAC 100 is, because the police has showed up, WAC 100 says to the cops, Yo, she's broken things in the house. By the way, I'm a uh, and b- just because I want to pause it while it's going on. Actually, no, nah, let it play. Yeah. Cops are there. She's still chilling. By the way, if the cops ever come to you, a dude, first thing they tell you, sir, could you please step outside? Oh God, it's a male for me. Hey, sir. Are you the manager? We got she's she just broke all That's the windows on the other spot. Why are you lying? Okay, here go the address. Y'all can put it up. Was you not arrested? Here goes the address. I was not arrested. Hold on, hold on. pause it real quick. Just... So what, what happened or what Wax just said is, yo, this young woman done broke stuff at my other spot. Like, she broke windows. And because of her breaking fucking windows and shit like that, we don't want her here. Now, I'm telling you, the law treats women almost like they're fucking kids. If the police is called on any dude, especially a dude of color, and someone even asserts that you were breaking shit, you're going to jail. It's over. You're going to jail. By the way, I've dealt with exes who, when they couldn't have their way in conversation, they would resort to two things. I'm going to break your shit because I'm at your place, or I'm going to attempt to put hands on you. For some reason, and this is why we never, this is one of the reasons, like, I always demonize, um, um, what's your name, Salons. We normalize this shit too much. Jasmine Sullivan and all these songs, you bust the windows, you bust the windows out of somebody's car, you should go to jail. But look at Wack trying to explain to the police why he doesn't want this person in the house. And you're gonna see, by the way, uh, just play, just play real quick. I was in the hospital. You bust all the windows. You heard he say you bust out all the windows in so and so. I think we lost Aldi right here, but it's all good. Let me keep going. Remember, this whole thing is because... My editors, we've been shooting a, a thing here for three weeks. They've been here for three, four weeks. She don't even know the code of that door. But Tell her to walk out the door. Of course we okay. changed, right? 
why you see niggas gotta record do all that shit. This is what's called squatting rules. Like, listen, I live here in New Jersey. If you let a girl stay with you at your house for more than, like, two weeks, you can't tell her to go legally. You would have to go down to the courthouse and evict her. Because now she has established residence. Two weeks might not be the case. It might be, like, about a month. But if you invite a chick over and you say, yo, you could stay for a few weeks, you might not be able to legally tell her to leave your property despite what she did. She broke shit, you still can't tell her to leave. Because now it's said that she has set up residence where you're at. In most of these situations, and, I, and I'm actually surprised by this, they usually even tell a dude, like, yo, you got to leave the house. You got to leave it to her. Because when they try to, like, separate people because some shit happened, they always side with a chick. So, essentially, and I think this is like a smart move. I think, I don't, know, I don't know if she was living there. But she's convincing the cops, no, I live here. I'm not, I didn't come over one time. I live here. If the cops believe that, they cannot kick her out. Whack or Blueface has to go to the courthouse. If it's the same laws as Jersey. Got to go to the courthouse to file an eviction. So, now she's trying to prove to the cops she lives there. Listen to this. Oh, she lives here, bro. Oh, yeah. So why are you? She's not my manager, bro. She's my real manager. You mean that Jonathan you're talking about, you're an artist? It's my manager. No, no. Hey, can I talk to her? We don't even, we don't deal with her no more. She's crazy. You don't deal with me. What do you have? They can go, look, they must have cleared the shit out. My man will give you that. No, no, they playing, they playing. Right card, bro. We got a mother, bro. That's all right. Fuck to me. No, we're not here. Show me something that you can't. No, look. Can you go to the mailbox? You want to? So he's trying to. The cop is saying, show us something that you live in. In Jesus' name, it's mail with my name. No. No, no. Cop wanna see some mail. Where's some clothes at? Where you do laundry at? I'm working and leaving. I don't she lives in Hollywood or something. She lives in Hollywood. No, she don't live here. She does not live here. She says you come by every day. I got people to come. Show me your stuff. Now she's trying to show the stuff. Is that right? You're not her manager. Nope, nope. I watch this. Oh my God, look at this car. Jesus Christ. What do you mean? That's a lesson. It's a lesson because I'm Russian. 
Squid Games right here. This shit look like Squid Games. Got a bunch of bunk beds. They cleaned my shit out. You want me to go show you fucking clothes in the fucking washer? Basically, she can't find no shit. You have a drawer? When you live in a place, you have a drawer. I have everything, bro. Okay, right now, I'm set up right now, bro. I don't know what. what, I look crazy. I don't care. This called squat. It looks like I don't live here and I do. Like, what the fuck? Is, well, like, what, that's Everything's what empty. This is called squat. When was the last time you slept here? Last night. What time did you get here last How night? How you sleep here last night? You don't got no clothes. Jim, when did I sleep Where your clothes at? Anyway. Uh, you can take that off the screen. Um, I only say that to say. I only say that to say, man. Um, it's interesting... That um, that this has this is reality. I seen people mad like yo, yo y'all wouldn't call the cops to tell on somebody who killed your homeboy. Why would y'all call the cops on a woman? Well, like people gotta realize like these are businessmen. You know, the, women are a super protected breed when it comes to you know the 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 the, the law. Black men, we, we're dealt with like yo, you ain't shit. So of course they gotta call the cops. What what do you want them to do? If they were supposed to handle it like gangster, they would have beat her ass and put her outside. They can't do that. So they're doing the only thing they could do. We can't make, we can't normalize it that you're being a bitch when you call the cops. If we're not, we're pretty much not accepted as a society of men being physical with women at all. So again, I like listen. You got to call the cops. You got to start filming. You got to call the cops. You got to do all these things that might seem unbecoming as a dude, but. How else you going to deal with the situation? Also, I got to say to all the women here, man. Y'all women got to have some pride about yourself. Y'all shouldn't want to squat at a nigga's crib like that anyway. If a nigga don't want your company, you should have the pride to leave. What is up with women constantly saying that, you know, they're unhappy with certain situations, but they're refusing to leave, especially when the other party's saying, leave. Then it brings me back to this fact. And I don't think this applies to Danny Lay thing. Maybe it applies to this shorty right here. Danny Lay got some money. She could have got went to a hotel this and third. I believe she was trying to stay because she was trying to enforce the fact that I got I had I had your baby recently. You ain't about to just kick me out and go fuck some other hoes. Like we gonna try to make this work, nigga. Except, you know, she learned a very valuable lesson. I think all women should learn. Stop watching these little entertainment, entertainment tonight relationships and thinking that it's actually real. Because I love watching that, and not because Danny Lay was being talked to out of her name and been treated a certain way. I like watching that because this is a reality that people got to know about these relationships. When y'all have kids with people that you've known for like three or four months, you don't really know the person. You also like you moved your life to go live with someone else. You're going to go through a lot of growing pains, and it comes with arguments. And what everybody keeps seeing when they see, oh, my God, look at these two. They look so cute. Oh, great, they're having a baby after two months? Amazing. You don't see the arguing, the anguish, the pain, the trauma, everything that comes with having to deal with a motherfucker you don't know that well. But now you got a kid with them, and you have to try to figure it out. That's why I have to say we got to normalize showing this shit because everybody who's getting pregnant for people like just instantly, 
they should know what it comes with. And it don't come with a bunch of Instagram pictures that are super doctored and super filtered. It comes with situations like this. But people like Chris Sean, rock music. That name trips me out. I understand you were signed to, to Blueface, but I'm going to be honest with, with her. This is why business and pleasure don't mix. The moment you started fucking him, you if if you fucked him, because maybe you didn't, but the moment you started fucking him, you should have realized that your business was compromised. Because for you to separate your feelings, for you to separate your feelings from what was going to happen or what you were going to see, I don't know if you could. If you walked in and caught him with some chicks the night before, could you have business meeting with him the day after? If you didn't trust him to go out of town to be faithful or not do something to some other girl, could you actually trust him to have your best interests at heart when he's dealing with business for you? So, again, it's one of those things where, like, y'all intertwine the two. And then it, it comes down to, again, a situation where another woman is being embarrassed. You're being told to leave. Shit, who knows? You might not. You might just be there stranded. You were just there on his word. Now you may have said something, challenged him in a certain type of way, spoke to him in a light he don't enjoy, or even maybe the whacker or somebody else, and now they want you to leave. Now you're being filmed now you're on, 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 online, and while people do feel bad for you, you everybody's looking at you like, number one, we could have told you this was going to happen. They said that about Danny Lay. They said that about Shorty. But also they're saying, hey, if if you this independent woman and, like, everybody be claiming, like, when somebody tell you to leave, you should be leaving. But it's way more complicated than that. I think we learn about real life through all these situations. You know, like, what we've seen on Instagram is just all cat, man. Like, how many tattoos she done got a blue face? Look how this shit ended. Danny Lay said niggas would never treat her a certain way because she red bone. She was crying with a baby sucking her nipple. Like, come on. She ain't want to leave the crib. These people are in denial. We got to get to a point where, like, what we start seeing on Instagram, we call the cap immediately because there's so many people buying into it, and it's just not fucking real. It's not real, man. So, again, I got, I got some sympathy for her. I'm hoping nobody went to jail, but who knows, okay? Um, I'm getting a little bit closer to um, – um, I might have Aiden on this week. If you don't know, Aiden Ross – uh, is somebody who um, very popular streamer, but but I saw he was getting like some flack yesterday, and I thought this was a great idea. And as we come to the end of the year, when it comes to off the record podcast, I have a bunch of things that I want to do. Right, I want to kind of do what our version of uh, award show is, which will be giving awards out based on music accolades and also social accolades. Which means, hey, listen, if if you were the most lit person on social media, or you were in the biggest scandal or you did the best thing for somebody or, you know, whatever the case is like, you know, it, it's acknowledged because, you know, I covered me, I, I covered cover, current, current events. And while covering current events, you realize it's not just about music. So I want to do that. Anyway, Aiden Ross attempted to do a portion of that yesterday. He was doing this live stream and goes back to this rappers being a little bit sensitive a little bit. You know, I fuck with Kodak Black, you know, Kodak's my guy, but also I've seen Kodak kind of snap on me a little bit, um, at times, because he might, he might not, you know. Sometimes it's artists not understanding what your job is, and then sometimes artists is like, you know, they got their moods. 
So anyway, Aiden Ross did a, a tier list of rappers. And, I th- and that's a great idea. I'm going to do one as well. It was ranking all the tiers of rappers. And when it got to Kodak Black, you know, there was a few different categories that he could have put Kodak in. One of them was a category um, which would be called the greatest of all time, a GOAT category. You know what I mean? And that's usually limited for the people who have been very, you know, transcendent, transcendental in, in terms of just music and hip-hop and culture, but also people who have influenced, like, other generations to come in, ter- in terms of style and acceptance, whatever that might be. When it came to Kodak, you know, I would put him in that category. I think without a Kodak, we don't get a lot of people. And I don't want to name people specifically, but there's a lot of people from Florida. There's even a lot of people outside of, you know, Florida, but, but still similar to that style that was Kodak's signature. Without him, we don't get them, right? So I would put him in that category, but for whatever reason, this kid, Aiden Ross, didn't. And by the way, I always say this about rappers who sometimes will feel a certain type of way about certain things. You know, listen, for some people, when they speak about me, I don't get mad about them because I, I their, their opinion about me is invalidated at the door. I, I, why would I sit here and entertain everything you got to say when I don't just, I really just don't believe that you're someone who's a accurate judge of the said thing we're talking about. So I'm not tripping. However, this dude, Aiden Ross, has gotten everybody up in their feelings. Okay? He's a white kid who who usually um, speaks to, I would say the majority of people who went to the Travis Scott concert, the Rolling Loud crowd. Nothing wrong with it. But he's not speaking to the inner city. He's not speaking to, you know, the ghetto which I believe that Kodak Black is music speaking to. You get me? So why would you care what he places or ranks you as opposed to someone from your particular, you know, um, that's more familiar with your particular neck of the woods? It's like if somebody would be more offended by me ranking West Coast artists than DJ Ghost. DJ Ghost is from out there. He knows way more, listens to way more. His opinion on West Coast artists is going to be way more valid than mine. Why the fuck would you, right? Why would you be so um, pressed about my opinion when there's somebody else that's more knowledgeable that could give you a more accurate scope of it? They they chime in or or why don't you look to them to give an opinion? You get me? And for that, that's why I looked at, you know, uh, Aiden Ross, you know, he was apologetic like usual when he feels someone's mad at him, but... I ain't see no problem with it. Okay, I actually let him off the hook. I don't, I don't think he really said anything wrong. And, you know, hopefully I'm going to get him on the podcast this week. I'm going to call Kodak up. I'm going to square, uh, kind of squash this type of issue. I think Kodak is in a space where, like, bro, he not letting nobody, like, play with him. And when I be play with him, it's like not giving him the respect that he feels he deserves. And I understand that. You get to a space like, yo, you, you, you want, you demand your flowers. Fuck being given your flowers, nigga. I want my flowers. If I don't get it in a little bit, I'm about to take that shit. And I do think that, Kodak is in that space, especially, you know, I feel like a lot of people have given, like, young boy his, his flowers. And if, and if you look at it, like, young boy, if there was an influence tree to some degree, young boy and, and Kodak would be maybe on the same branch. And, and, and Kodak would have preceded young boy. But Kodak, well, young boy get all of his props. But Kodak seemed like, you know, people sometimes forget. I understand the frustration with him looking at it like that. So, again, hopefully I'm going to get him on and uh, we could talk about it. But I got a tier list, too. Some of these things might be really upset at me. Except I don't think they could be mad at the truth. 
And the truth is not the universal truth, at least when I say it. It's the truth that I believe that with my years of wisdom and my research and my understanding and my, obviously, some biases there, that's what I think it is. So we'll, we'll see how that uh, turns out, right? Um, I was going to talk about one more thing, but, you know, I probably will save this for our Wednesday episode. Um, it was really just about some car shit. Like, you know, they're not making no more ch- Chargers, Challengers, this and third after 2023. We're getting to almost like an energy crisis where it's not even an energy crisis, but, like, the entire world is about to pivot straight to electric cars. And I'm a big car guy, so, like, I really – not that I liked Hellcats or Chargers and Challengers anyway, but, like, you know, shit, I got a car that's a V12. And I got another car that's a V10, and another one's a V8, you know? Um, yeah, I'm wondering what's the future of, you know, sports cars or luxury cars if, you know, some of these traditional car manufacturers have to all go to towards making electric cars. We will see what that is. Anyway, uh, listen, man, I want you to thank, I want to thank y'all for sitting through this about 50 minutes rocking with me on Off the Record. I know y'all are busy. Today's a Monday. Y'all probably listen to this on a Tuesday, okay? Keep going up on Tuesday. Never get down bad on a Wednesday. I appreciate you guys. You guys will see me here on Wednesday, hopefully with a guest. If not, I'll be rocking out like usual by my goddamn self. Um, listen, make sure you guys keep following me on social media. Uh, follow Off the Record Clips. On Instagram, off the record HD. On Twitter, make sure you guys also hit the follow button. Also, hit the notification bell on Spotify if you want to make sure you don't miss an episode. We got some great episodes now, also in the tuck, but we got great episodes y'all probably never ever watched. The Fat Boy episode, amazing. He was kicking a lot of game. Shit, he, you know what I mean? He put me on with a few things that I didn't know. You know, um, Meezy, always a great um, conversationalist, you know. Shit, I, I think Measy deserves his own podcast. You know what I mean? I think me and him, we also, we're a great duo as well. You know, um, who else? Who else have we done in the last couple of weeks? Yeah, I feel like the Bobby Schmurder one, I still got clips that I'm going to put out from that. You know, because it's one of those things that's been dope. I've seen recently the Corday interview went a little bit viral. But regardless, I hope you guys are consuming all the content. And when you consume it, please do your best in trying to share it with, the, with other people. I know it's not that easy to get clips or whatever the case is, but please share with other people. Um, that other people can see what we got going on here. And if not, you guys will catch me on my other platforms like usual. Uh, listen, thank you for tuning in. It's your boy DJ Academics. It's been another episode of Off the Record Podcast. See y'all Wednesday. I'm out. <laughs>